Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm Simon Sweetman, I'm your host, and we're up to episode 102. I had a chat with the artist Marie Lelieve. Now, uh, she's my wife's cousin, so uh, we do talk about that early on. I always try to establish how I know someone, so I've known Marie for quite a few years, and we've always uh, talked about art and, and art-related things when we do catch up, and, and I'm a big fan of her work. Um, and we own some of her work, and and... She talks about family members supporting her work. She's got a really interesting story, and it was nice to sit down and, and, and chat to her about it. She's got a show on in Wellington at the moment. It's just opened. It's at Bartley & Co. And she's been exhibiting there sort of every year or so over the last half decade. So we talk about um, you know her life and what it takes to, to, to make art and what she's been through and um, and how she does it, why she does it, you know, the usual themes in this podcast. Uh, it was it was really fun talking to her and, and, and finding out a bit more of the behind the scenes and what goes into it. It's, it's a tricky thing to do to have an all audio medium discussing an all visual medium, uh, but I think we got there. And I want to uh, thank, as always, uh, Le Petit Chocolat, Tea Leaf Tea and Yeasty Boys. And um, there's, uh, there's a bit of background noise here, there's a bit of the old chainsaw from the neighbour going off at one point and you'll hear the cat and dog end up fighting, quite unsurprisingly like cats and dogs, um, so you'll hear that at one point, but um, hopefully you just get to hear Marie and, and me talk about her art and her work and her life. Um, so this is episode 102, me talking with Christchurch based artist Marie Lalieve. I actually was trying to think when I first when I first met you, and I can't remember when it was, but it must have been like in Christchurch at some family thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was um, so, but it was a while ago. Yeah. It was well before we got married. Before you got, I must have met you before you got married. You did a couple, maybe a couple of times, but um, yeah. Anyway, so we've known each other for quite a while, yeah. uh, and I've I've known you as an as an artist, and I'd seen I guess I've seen a bit of your work, and mostly in some other family members' homes to begin with. But um, I know that from really I guess from the first time I probably the first time I talked to you properly. Anyway, we've always sort of talked a bit about art and and music and art stuff, and I've known you to be a a, a kind of lifelong. It's been a, a lifelong passion and interest of yours and, and hobby and profession in various guises and ways. So I guess what I want to do is, 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 is talk through the, my, the stuff I particularly don't know and, and, where, and, and your life. And so I guess a, a starting point might be uh, when did you first connect with, with visual arts? When did you first have... Um, well, I've always... I've I've always been creative. I was a very creative child. I used to write plays and yeah. take all the props to school and yeah, direct yeah. them and star in them and get all the girls. You know, I used to yeah. do these plays and illustrate the plays as well. And, right. You know, I was I was I always had projects and um, this is primary school. Yes, yeah. primary school and then yeah. secondary school. I did art and yeah. art history and UE art and I had my art teacher at Wellington High School said that I should go to art school but um, I was just it, it was just never discussed in my family to be an artist and mm. so I think I was a little bit on the, on the rebellious side you know I was yeah, yeah. 
being you know in the in the with the, with the, hanging out with punks and yeah you know <laughs> I didn't maybe my mother didn't think it would be a good idea I went to ask yeah school. I was just gonna say when you said it was never really discussed it yeah. wasn't wasn't flat out frowned upon it just wasn't brought up or it, it, yeah it just wasn't you know I mean it was written on my report Marie should think about going to art school but you know it wasn't um and what was the parents response to that just oh we didn't read that we'll just ignore that or, I've actually never talked yeah, to them right. about it you know I've never talked to them about it I mean they had three other children mm. and um you know, art wasn't a big thing in our house. We didn't mm. have original art. There were some art prints. We mm. had, um, I think there was an oil painting of Golden Bay when, when we moved from Golden Bay. Mum got a, a painting there, and I remember, you know, looking and loving that as a child. Um, but, it, and my auntie is an artist, and, um, but it wasn't it just it wasn't you know hey do you want to go to art school you know what's this you you know you clearly mm. love I used to stay up at night painting and drawing and illustrating my plays and things like that mm. but yeah no it just was never an option and what about the other kids you know in your family were they arty were they my younger brother was definitely I mean he was a DJ and he had you know DJ Simmons mm. and he was really into alternative music so mm. him and I are the most alike yeah um, and probably still are you know we have yeah. that, a similar um, aesthetic but yeah I, so yeah there it's definitely in the family mm. it's definitely mm. in the family mm. I mean mm. your wife Katie's a writer yeah. and yeah. you know there's yeah there's and I know my, my granny was a, she was good with paint as well. She mm. did some beautiful little paintings and things. But it wasn't as a profession, it wasn't something yeah. that I wasn't was ever taught. So about. what were you gonna do instead? Like what was the So at the yeah, so I left school, I left Wellington High School and I really just wanted to to travel and easy options to do that. And so I went to Teachers College and you know, I did love, I did like children, but you know, really, it was the easy option to, was to go to mm. get a qualification mm. and see what you do with it afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah, work yeah. for a year and then get it, go overseas and travel. I wanted to go and have adventures, mm. and I, I don't know, get just maybe I was running away from myself a bit. I don't mm. know, but I, I, I didn't really have any big plans yeah. except to go to leave and go and, and see what the world, see what was out there. And what was out there? <laughs> um, I went to London and um, I worked for a very wealthy London um, uh, English with a um, old aristocracy mm. um, and so I got to go I worked as their nanny and we went and um, I got to know a bit of that world actually which was really interesting going mm. and staying in these big houses and hunting and I'd be one of the beaters in the bush and wow they yeah, yeah. To, you know they they included mm. they loved New Zealand nannies and I did that for a, a good a year nearly two years with a couple with another family as well and then I got offered a job in Argentina to go out there and teach at a school and so I did that so I was very what is like you know what what life has come and I let life come and mm. took the opportunities and 
all the way along I would be I mean I always went to music I you know I always mm. um, fed my creative yeah 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 hunger and for uh, yeah ex- I, what else did I do I I used to do drawings and things, but it was mostly about travelling and partying, actually. Mm, mm. I was, yeah, that's... I was going to say, did you take a sketchbook or, you know, were you taking snapshots that weren't just holiday snapshots and stuff? Like, was that sort of thing happening? Mm, No, No? um, not so much. It was mainly just about travelling and, um, yeah, seeing and doing as much as I can. I mean, we we got on boat, I met up with... It was meeting lots of people, lots mm. of diverse people, and we'd get on boat. We sailed, sailed around the Greek islands, and I went and lived in Israel on a mosha for a month, and uh, three months picking flowers, and what else, in Turkey, travelling around, going right into the middle of Turkey, and just all doing as much as possible, mm. going and up and through La Paz into Bolivia, and up into the Altiplano, and... All that sort of stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. all those yeah, yeah. intrepid yeah, yeah. journeys, <laughs> yeah. that, the good OE. Yeah, and so when does that when does that stop and what stops that? Yeah, it sort of exhausted itself, I think. I remember someone wrote, when the wind stops blowing in your dreams or something. Like, I remember that, I remember that really speaking to me, like, I think I've had enough. Yeah. I've had enough of not being me, of, of meeting people and telling them, my name and where I'm from but not belonging anywhere and I remember that thing about it was probably about three years mm. and I'd had enough and I wanted to come back to New Zealand and find you know yeah you can get it sounds a cliche but you know I wanted to find who I was like yeah. I yeah I had enough of living this nomadic life I guess and if you were if you were running away in any sense you can get tired of running away right you know you can you can kind of go, well, yeah. I've, I've gone off disappearing, having adventures for for so long, and now it's time to... I mean, you could have gone on and on. I th- yeah, I just got... I think I came to a point where, I, you know, people would... Because you'd meet people, you know, on the buses. Like, I, mm. would, I would travel on my own up in... Um, a lot, you know, in Brazil. And you'd meet different people at bus stations or... Um, you know in restaurants or bars or whatever and I didn't you know they'd say oh what do you do and I didn't really knew I didn't know what I did you know I just travelled yeah (laughs) and what was coming you know that sounds fantastic (laughs) do you think back on that and go now and go that's pretty pretty amazing to to I guess be that carefree or do you... Yeah, well, I guess, I guess I, I, it's what I wanted to do. Uh, yeah. It was my that, main it, thing I wanted yeah. to do at that age before yeah. I had any responsibilities or, yeah, yeah. you know, got tied down in any sort of way with, you know, if, mm. to have children or anything like that. I wanted to be able to have that sort of life. So I'm glad I did it. Mm, mm. You know, um, I got, I had, you know, I had lots of trouble along the ways as well. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all adventures. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's the what's well what's the next formative sort of point for you then? So you come back to Wellington. You grew up you grew up in Wellington, and then you go overseas, and then I came back. My parents had moved to Christchurch, mm. so I went 
back to Christ. Did I go? Yeah, I went back to Christ. I start. I went back to uni. I started a degree. I thought that's what I'll do. I'll go and start. Picked up some psychology papers and um, at Canterbury. And I used to walk past the art school. And I should. I wish I was going there, but I didn't feel I had enough art under my belt to get mm. in there. So, mm. and then I transferred up to Victoria and started uh, studying criminology. Um, I'd taken a couple of papers as part of a, the BA and then I decided to major in that because I was I was fascinated mm. by mm. the sociological study of crime and just, you know, um, I guess I've always had that sort of fascination and mm. that side of life. And Yeah, I remember being really jealous of a, a friend of mine who was doing criminology when I was a couple of years into university and bumming around and I was like, oh, why, don't I, why didn't I do that? You know, why didn't I... It was like I didn't really realise there were other things you could do, <laughs> do at university. You either did a you either did a, a basic BA in English or a commerce degree or, you know, right. a law degree or something a bit more specific like that or you went off to be a teacher. That was sort of how I, because I was so yeah. fixated on being a writer, I just thought, oh, the best thing to do is do a BA in English. And it, whilst, yeah. it, whilst it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I, kind, yeah. I kind of wish in a way if I had my time again I did something like that. Uh, it was a new degree when yeah, I was there. It was yeah. really new and Victoria was the only um, the, the only institute that offered it at the time. I don't know, I think it's I think Canterbury does you know, in their sociology department but it was interesting and um, and but I didn't want to work in that field, mm. you know. At mm. that time I was you know, I was sort of at the end of my drinking days, actually, and I was trying to battle with that was sort of getting getting sober. Mm. It was around all that time when I was at Victoria, and mm. um, and I was, yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go and be working in that field when I had my own sort of big demons glaring at me. Mm. 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 Um, do you want to talk a bit about the drinking? <laughs> Since, um, since you brought it up, yeah, I you know because I I know you know I I know a tiny bit about your story there, but I don't know I guess um, when you say sort of battling demons and and end of your drinking days, I mean how how yeah how I did mean, it start? Like because I guess for a lot of people, drinking starts as a social fun sort of thing, and then it can get out of hand from there was it like that for you or was it well a- you know my family Simon we <laughs> <laughs> was drinking a social activity yes mm. um, I grew up in a family where drinking was a lot of fun and and I you know I I loved having a lot of fun I loved mm. you know and drinking was I think drinking took me to a place where I didn't you know I could escape mm. as well and I and it would have been fine, you know, if I could carry on, get to that place where you're just in that nice, happy state. Mm. But for me, it would, you know, more than often, it would end up in in a dangerous situation mm-hmm. or a person, you know, n- not a good, not a good situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've you've you're not in control of things. You're not. I didn't have a problem with. N- 
in control, not being in control. Yeah. I loved that actually. Yeah, I loved yeah. the um, feeling of oh, well, let's just do whatever. Yeah. But it was um, it was causing me it was causing me grief. It was you know I was having blackouts and mm-hmm. symptoms of something much more mm. dangerous, mm. and so I had to go and get some help with that. So when do you recognise you know? That, that it's a problem that you need to get help or does someone is it an intervention type I had, I had, I had some intervention I had some yeah. really good friends who came and said um, you know can we come and see you and um, you know if we didn't know you for years we wouldn't want to know you because you're so unpredictable sometimes you're really fun mm. and then sometimes it's you know it's embarrassing and we don't you know we're, we're moving on we've got jobs and mm. whatever and I'm still getting messed up and you know um, and I and I was ready to hear that then yeah and yeah. so we, I yeah I, I'd already been trying to sort out myself and control drinking yeah yeah I tried all that yeah. so yeah it was it was a good time to go and I was I mean I was only 26 then so mm. I um uh yeah. So the, yeah. So that sort of that that whole time around finishing university and getting sober was also the time that I met and my husband and got married and had children. And so mm. it was kind of years of trying to fit into the world again and be the straight person mm. Mm. and live a conventional life and have a house and be married and have little children yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know be be good. Yeah. And I wasn't. I was still doing some work, painting at home, and I, I painted a just painting. for yourself, just hobbies. Yeah, sort just of, yeah. yeah. While Mimi was asleep in bed, and yeah. Louis was at kindy, I'd be doing painting and stuff. Yeah. And I won an award at the tele, one of the telecom, you know, telephone book. Cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd entered that, and I and I won it, and oh. And then all of a sudden, I had enough work to go to art school and say, "Look, I've been doing this, yeah. and I want to come now." And my marriage had broken up, and I, I thought, "Well, I'll, I, this is what I, I need to do this now, and this is this is the time to really focus mm. on this, on my urge to express." I didn't even know what it was I wanted to express, but. Sometimes I still don't know, but yeah. you know, I it was it was just it was this is what I need to do. I need to go to art school. Mm. And so for um, a lot of people, and and perhaps a lot of people listening, the thought of raising two kids and recovering from an addiction, um, going off, and there's a lot to be said for going off and following an urge to indulge in a creative whim as part of that recovery as as part of seeking a happiness but for a lot of people the the option wouldn't work because you just have to go and work and raise kids and you couldn't you know they wouldn't find the time in their life to to do that Um, no it's pretty um, no i do i am quite a strong-willed person but i also um you know, I was at a real low bottom, you know, I, I, um, my marriage had broken up and I really, you know, I really felt like I hadn't been true to myself or I hadn't been myself for a long time. Mm. I'd been running away, I'd been doing everything but 
doing what I've always, what I feel I was born to do. You know, mm. which you know, I am an artist, and I, you know, I've tried not to be that because it's hard to be yeah. that. Yeah. And you're right. You know, it was wasn't easy going to art school and telling everyone, well, this is, you know, I'm I'm going to be a single mother now, and I'm gonna I'm going to arts. They're like, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but also. I was surrounded by strong women in recovery. I have to say that, yeah. and they helped me. Math, you can do this. You can do it. And I had really amazing family members, actually, and um, lots of people in my life who who helped me. You know, they gave us family holidays. Um, they, yeah, they supported me. They they bought my work and they. Um, and I loved going to art school. You know, it was it mm. was like wow, finally I'm doing what I need to do. You felt like you belonged to something rather than running away from something or yeah. running to find something. You felt you felt like you I was being myself, and yeah. I was being a better mother because of that. Um, everything, you know, felt like yeah, I was being true to myself, mm, and mm. I think that's the best gift. You know, that's what I hope Louis and Mimi will know is that to be to do what you want to do mm. be, be yourself own yourself you know uh, I'll, I'll sit and be writing something and the sort of writing I do is <clears throat> um, usually pretty brief and I can come back to it and I you know but I would imagine with, with painting as, as long as it takes to see an artwork through there must be moments where you want to just be immersed in it and, and lost in it um, how were you able to do that and, ra and, ra and raise children yeah no that's it's, it's a good question <clears throat> I do need to say that I you know I shared what you know I wasn't I they went to their dads every yeah. second week yeah so I had that time alone right and that's, yeah, yeah. I just did so I you learned to pick your time you had you obviously had some great allocated time and you just made the most of that absolutely and then if you yeah. were a mother you were a mother and if they were asleep you could go and do something but yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah because i was gonna say like when i you know particularly when oscar was little you know it was easy to fit little things in around and now it's about sort of dedicating the time when it when it exists to doing something yes and then being there for them when they when they're when they're around and they need you yes yeah. that's right that actually really help you to focus and mm. work hard you know do as much mm. work as possible but like you know you make hay when the sun shines yeah and that's how it is you have you just do that and yeah and good oh totally i remember um <clears throat> when when oscar was born someone wrote on when i was doing the blog on some stuff and i think i must have shared that i was having a kid or that or might have been when he was born and i did a post about it and someone basically said good luck writing a blog every day now you've got a kit and that just stuck in my mind like a total fuck you I'm going to and yeah. I I just felt you know I don't know who that person was uh, you know and I, I don't wish them any you know actually I, I should probably thank them because it yeah I yeah, was yeah. already pretty prolific and pretty motivated but that really lit a I was just like no way am I gonna yeah yeah fall down into some sort of trap of not being able to do what I want to do outside of raising a kid like that's an awesome thing to do but I'm still gonna do the stuff I want to do you know and I think those those naysayer yeah type you know comments I've because I've had loads of them mm. and I'm 
yay, bring it on, because yeah. it really gets me going. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I've, yeah, I've, I've had a, I remember, um, and I'm, I don't know if I should mention this, but I had a, well, I just will. So a, a lecturer at university said, um, he said, so I can see that you know how to do, you know, how to handle colour, and you know, I can see that you've got a good work ethic and I can see that you know, you have knowledge about what's been before you and mm. the history of art and I can see that you're engaging with that. I just don't know if you've got synthetic intelligence. And that's something I see, you know, and he was being really, you know, yeah. like, this this is Roger Boyce. This is my lecturer yeah. from America, and he who was, who's hugely um, knowledgeable yeah, yeah. on art, and I learnt so much about yeah. reading work formally. Hello. Oh, here's the cat. <laughs> this will be oh, just, oh my god! So that's like a nice metaphor for the bitchiness of the art world. You were right. starting to, you know. Yeah, and I said, what do you mean by synthetic intelligence? Yeah. And he said, well, you know, knowing, knowing, having knowledge, having talent, but being able to put them together and, and, and create something new from that. Mm. That's synthesizing. Mm-hmm. And not everyone can do it. Not even, I, you know, mm. he said, not everyone can do that. And so I went away with that and I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to shit. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And it wasn't long after that I remember making these paintings because I make my paintings on the floor and yeah. and I was and they were like colour field paintings and I was getting really frustrated with it. This is just doing what's been done, but this is not bringing anything new. Yeah. And I sort of did this gesture and it, and then I looked at it and I thought, well, that's like a handle on a on a colour form. There's a bag. That's a bag form. That's mm. there's a, there's my motif, you know, that's baggage, and it's it's bringing all the mm. what I'm about, the, mm. what I've been wanting to express mm. in terms of existential concerns and all of that. There's your human baggage, and it was as simple as that. And then mm. he, he came inside and he went, "Oh my God, that's you found it. You've, you've done something. You've brought something to yeah, yeah. You know, and you found it, your voice." <clears throat> and then from there, I was lucky because I had a gallerist that picked me up. Yeah. Judith Gifford taught me from art school. Because I wanted to ask, I mean, I guess there maybe there are still some days now where you wonder whether you're an artist or not. I, I, I guess, I, I mean, people feel that way, not just you. But when did you first go, yes, I am an artist? Like, when did it click in terms of, you know? A long time. Yeah. It's a real mental battle, you know, yeah. like, you know, am I fake? Yeah. Um, what am I doing like this? Oh my God, I'm going to get found out, I'm not real. Because it strikes me that visual arts, maybe particularly, there's a lot of um, possibility to be described as a written off as just some sort of copyist, just yeah. as there is to actually yeah, yeah, exist yeah. as a copyist to, to get away with it for, yeah. you know, for a long time. But Well, some people make that their yeah, gig. Yeah, that's they, right. You know? There's that too. But I mean, in terms of, you know, what you were describing with the, the, the baggage and the bag motif, I mean, in my understanding of your painting, that that strikes me as exactly when you sort of find your voice, like your... Yeah, but even then, I still, you know, that's, I was just starting to engage yeah, in yeah, the art world then. Yeah. You know, when you start exhibiting, yeah. 
you know, it's still a long time. You're still under the. Mm. You're still under the. You're only as good as your last show, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I know that I have got a few shows, to, but I'm still. I'm still just out of the emerging. Yeah. Um. Maybe you know, just I don't know. Like it takes a long time yeah. to get that feeling of. You know, I've been self-supporting through my work for the last three years. Yeah. And I've been doing it since I left art school in 2006. Yeah. And so it's yeah, it's a it decade takes, over a decade. It's a long time, and, and and then and then there'll be the and I guess um, Andrew's article that came out recently in the art magazine is, is it was great, but it's sort of an example of that. Um, we tend to do in New Zealand is describe someone as almost an overnight success <laughs> you know in terms of yeah. making it onto a next stage and I'm, I'm yeah. not, not directing that at him and his writing because I know he's a, a not only knowledgeable but a, a fan and a supporter of your work but that's how it ends up coming across right and yeah. and um, yeah. al- although within that article he did a good job of it actually explaining what's gone into into your process and career but it's tricky isn't it I mean it's the same you know for writers and musicians I feel like in New Zealand particularly for anyone to catch on to a name means it gets described as some sort of overnight success when there's so much that's gone into it. Well, you know, I guess I don't think any artist wants to be the one hit wonder, do they? No. You know, and you want to make work that's bringing... Well, I do, my, my practice is around experimenting and actually really just working with the material and disco- making discoveries and mm. and reproducing them and continuing mm. in different threads mm. and to I'm you know I've I'm fortunate that I've been able to do that full time for the last couple of years because I've been supported by gallerists mm. so that I can put that what I I you know I can live off that yeah 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 um, but I don't I don't it's it's a I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue with that so yeah, I, mean, I yeah. don't know how long yeah. it's all going to roll yeah. I don't know it's still an unknown thing there's nothing but then that's kind of life anyway isn't it well you have to work on the you have to work on the work but you have to work on the relationship with who you're exhibiting with and uh, you know existing uh, re- recurring buyers and potential buyers and you know I guess yeah, I, get, I, I don't know I how it works and... with um I, I don't know how it works with artists engaging directly with critics and in terms of fostering any sort of relationship there. I think all those relationships happen naturally yeah. like they do in any other workplace. Yeah. yeah. And anyone that says that, oh, well, that's, you know, she's friends with that or whatever, you know, that's just not knowing that those things don't happen. Those things happen naturally. Yeah, you know? yeah. People get awards and everything because they know people on committees. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. fact of life. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's just how yeah. it is, exactly. how it rolls. And, you know, if you. And usually the people complaining about it um, are, are blind to the version of it that's happened in their life. You know, like. Maybe, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of... Well, certainly, you know, there's a lot of people um, complain about who's getting funding and how broken funding models are across yeah. the arts, but would they decline the funding if they were given it? Not at all, yeah. you know? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the model's not broken, it's just ignoring them, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think. And I've done it myself, mm. you know? I've been, you know, I've been, you know, on the end of 
missing out on awards and oh well they got that because mm. they know so and so mm. I mean I've, that's come out of my mouth at some yeah. stage because it's a natural human it's reaction competitive, it's competitive you know, and, and, and your heart's on your sleeve your you know yeah and it's you know and then you get you go through all the emotions the frustration the un- of dealing with the unknown or mm. can I continue doing what I do blah, blah. but you know at the end of the day it's like um I'm just really grateful that I can do what I love doing and if I can if I can make it last longer then I will mm. If I'm supposed to do it, I will. There'll be a way. And mm. um, I have to trust. And I, I have to deal with my anxiety, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, leave the leave the, the sales and the critics and everything else to themselves. And, and Focus I've got on really the work. great gallerists that work. You know, yeah. They do that. And I trust that. Yeah. And that's not my business. My business is just making the work, finding been committed to that mm. and trying to find ways to keep doing that mm. so how's your how's your process sort of changed over the last few years your working process and um... Um, well I've always painting is my first love mm. and the tactile experience of that and yeah. I'm committed to I guess the the same tradition of abstract expression to to evoking emotion and mm. you know I, I sort of feel that we live you know in a modern time of information misinformation over analysis mm. a lot of um, technology and media and you know and it's all good and and there's a place for design-based art, and there's a place for commentary, and there's a place for political art, mm. and there's a place for all different kinds of art. But there's also a place to continue in that vein of abstract expression, mm. which I'm involved in because I think people need to go inside themselves and have quiet and to consider their own lives. So I'm using the figure in this next show. Um, a lot more to um, encourage that personal ex- experience mm. of what a, what what more is there in in life, you know? What is what what? Yeah, I guess well, without starting to waffle on about process, and I'm still involved with the same themes, mm, mm, the mm. chaos and the order, the having reality and abstraction, the known, the unknown, mm. otherworldliness that we all sort of know is there, but mm. some of us don't want to know is there, or some want to know mm. and can't. I don't know. It's yeah. I feel like your works um, across the last maybe half decade, four or five years certainly, they belong together. You know, you can see, you can sort of see the lineage now and they line up very well and you can see the recurring motifs and themes but you can see the continued exploration and the development nice. and and you know again it's all linked back to that finding finding the voice and exploring it and your your tone your your stamp is there now oh that's good yeah, yeah. 
Well, I just got to keep trying. I mean, you know what's going on in the world, but also just going to the studio and mm. just being with the material and having ideas and but letting the material have its say as well. And it's funny, I mean, you know, I said to you before we started recording, it's, it's quite funny doing something purely audio about something that's utterly visual like we're trying to yeah. describe and talk oh, about yeah. <laughs> um, paintings and obviously I'll put some links in this to, to, to your works and to the current exhibition which we'll talk about in a minute but um, do you want to describe because I mean you're doing often you're doing quite large canvases with layers and huge layers of oils you use your hands a lot to, to sort of work the paint in mm. um, these this this takes a long time. Yeah, I work on several works yeah, at yeah, once. Yeah, When I make a body of work, so I work on maybe eight or ten drawings at the same time, mm. and I'll go back to one and back to the other, and I build up the layers. It sort of gives a feeling of history and um, of what 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 lies beneath the layers mm. to the viewer. So it's I like I love that. Um, end result mm. and I love that process of making work where you can discover something one day and take it into the next work another day whether you do that co consciously or unconsciously mm. and then yeah it's a it's a it's a love it's a journey that I really I really enjoy especially with drawing can it's direct and then you can go back and I paint over a lot of the lines but then they'll sort of come through if I sand them back, so mm. there's there's a lot to play with. Yeah, yeah. With drawing, and then I incorporate the painting, the layers of painting that I've sort of, I guess that I've come to be known for with the big swaths of colour blobs that mm. I've built up through layers, mm. layering colour. Mm. And you've been in Christchurch for the last couple of decades. Yes, well, we'll nearly be with that. Nearly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you want to talk about the earthquake? No. Impact on your. <laughs> I was thinking, impact on your work. Uh, uh, impact no. on your way of working or anything. I don't know. Maybe I'll look back at that at some stage. Mm. But I think you can make work wherever you live. You can make it in a cupboard if you wanted to. You know, I don't, people made work after the war. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't like where there's a world, there's a way, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And I, w I did make work in garages. I did move studios five times. I had a, the most brilliant studio in Cathedral Square. Um, Philip Carter was very generous to a group of artists, mm. letting us work in this building, empty building. And we had to get all our work out, and that was the end of that. I wasn't there long. I mean, I thought, this is this is it I've got five offices that I can work in um, mm. I'm this is this is the dream come true here yeah and then it's gone and I think though it's gone probably from Christchurch for a while because you know there are issues you can't just work in empty buildings anymore mm. insurance and safety and I don't even think I'd want to actually it's Mm. I probably do have a bit of post-trauma because I was in that building when it happened. But yeah, it's I. In terms of influencing my work, I, I've, or I, I've, my work has always been about a more general mm. um, 
feeling of expressing the unknown with the known mm. of those two concepts. So, yeah, I I don't think the earthquake um, has factored into. I didn't make work yet. about the earthquake. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. yeah. Some artists did. Yeah, of course. And that's fine, but yeah, I, yeah. I I don't feel like. And it doesn't I, mean that you won't. You know, you mm. you know, because we can't answer that. But mm. yeah, yeah. But I guess there's a a time factor around things like that where people can people can worry that they are cashing in on something or you know exploiting a situation to suit. Or I just feel I've got so much um, to explore inside me. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to have events and yeah, yeah. things to paint about you know yeah. paint about um the psycho the, yeah the psychology of life like, yeah. of, of being a human in this world yeah. and dealing with the unknown mm. that's my interest really mm. like i love well what i love um, you know one of the things i love about your work is that and i guess i guess <laughs> this is a pretty a basic thing to say about art in general but is that you can look at it for a long time you know you can get you can actually get lost in it which I think is it's sort of um, I feel like a a, a viewer of your work has a version of your process they get lost in it in the way that you do making it it's so in that sense there's this quite deep conversation that you've started perhaps a long long time ago and then that when someone comes to it they almost don't even know that you know that they don't almost don't even know that they're responding to a part of a conversation but it's really quite deep there's i hope that makes sense it does and that's everything like that's that's all that needs to be said about why i make art is to hear that someone else can be moved like in that way and Mm. lose themselves Mm. you know Mm. we need to be lost i mean it's why people drink and why people drug and why people do all sorts of things, you know, to ease, mm. ease the, yeah, um, yeah, without going all down into that track, but yeah, you know, yeah. I, that is, you know, thank you, that's really why I do it, is why I want to offer things to the world that, you know, objects to the world that are, you know, it's art, that, you know, hopefully it will make some contribution to, um, what's gone before but also but to give some to give people that experience Mm. where they can think about all to be with their be with their thoughts Mm. to be with their feelings and highlights for you in terms of um you know I, i know this is not why a lot of artists and particularly from this conversation I can tell from you this is not why you get into doing something or pursue it but you know awards um, exhibitions in particular places but having your work shown with a particular group of people what what are significant kind of highlights in that commercial sense for you seeing your work represented on a billboard mm. It was, a, well, talking about the billboard just down in Dusney Street, it yeah. was a thrill to see that little photograph yeah. um, translated into, a, yeah. um, into something much bigger. And, you know, I mean, I was thrilled about the, the colour and yeah. it's amazing what technology can, you know, yeah, yeah. 
all of that and they did it really well um, and I loved seeing that work in the middle of the city on the street and I hope that people will see it and pause and think what what is that about and have some experience like we were talking about but mm. um, I just I just want to be able to continue what I do <laughs> yeah and if you know I can get help to do that then that's great I'm not gonna say I don't, I yeah, don't yeah. want you know yeah. any help like, <laughs> Um, we all need help. Yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to plug the plug the show and and that's on in Wellington at the moment? It, it, by the time people hear this, it will have only just started. It's on right through until the start of March. Yes. And um, it's at Alison Bartley, Bartley and Co. Bartley and Co. And Gusney Street. Yeah. Um, and what? And well, do you want to talk a bit about uh, first? Talk a bit about your relationship with with her because this is not your first show there. No, um, Alison asked me to show there after I'd had a show at Christchurch Art Gallery. I was um, in an emerging artist show there, and she saw my work and she came and asked me um, if I wanted to, yeah, show with her. And she had just opened up that gallery, and it's it's. And it's been great. So she's taken me to Sydney Art Fair a couple of times, mm. and I'm going to show at Auckland Art Fair with her in May. And um, she's been very supportive of of me and mm. helped, yeah, helps getting sales to keep me going. Yep. It's great, yep. but also giving me some really good exposure um, in Australia and in Auckland. So. Mm. And the current show, <clears throat> what's what can people see? So these these are very much more figurative yeah. than what I have done in the past. Although I have shown done a lot of figurative drawing and shown them bef- shown them before with Jonathan Smart Gallery in Christchurch. Um, and like I said before, I'm using the fi- the human figure to bring a personal, mm. more personal reading to the work for, for, so the viewer can yeah um, think more about their own human condition Mm-mm. that's really all I want to say about yeah 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 that. yeah because again you don't want to um, describe it all for someone no. you want them to go and and see it always like mm. when it's left me it's someone else's it's yeah. not mine anymore I don't you know my work I don't I'm on I'm, I'm making my next work in my head now mm. that that's you know, hopefully it will find home somewhere else and mm. might, might, some of it might come back to me and that's, mm. then that's fine, that's another thing. Sometimes they get painted over, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not, but... Or I keep... You know, I'm, I don't know. Anyway, uh, what I mean is that I... You know, once it's once it's finished and it's and up on a gallery wall or whatever, then it's... It's yeah. not. I don't need to stand in front of it and say what it's about and it's mm. this and that. I don't. Need, you know, other people can. I've had a friend who's written, um, Re Williamson has written some lovely words to go with this body of work, and it was really lovely to read what she wrote. And it, because I, what was lovely was that it was she was inspired to do it in the first place, mm. and but it's it's uh, it's for other people to have their own mm. experience that's what that's why I make art mm, mm. 
And what else this year? So the Auckland Art Fair? Yes, in May and then... Which you're um, already working towards, I take Yeah, it. in my head I've got yeah. some ideas. I'm going to have to get some friends to help make it though because I'm not going to be able to paint the way that I'm used to painting for a while with wearing this. Yes. Since my accident. <laughs> I don't do you want to talk about do, do you want to explain I was going that? To mention it, but yeah, I had a bad accident um, yeah. on a speedboat and I broke my back and I broke and it's a bad break, like it's in the middle of my back vertebra, so it's gonna take a while to grow back. But at least it's growing back naturally. I don't need to yeah. have an operation. Yeah, right yeah. There, yeah. Hopefully. But it's gonna make yeah, the We're physical touch wood. <laughs> the physical act of what you do difficult yeah. so yeah, yeah because yeah. I can't bend over yeah and I'm wearing this big brace and to stop me from bending over mm, mm. and and also I have tried bending over and to, it doesn't to work do, and yeah. it really yeah. you, you pay for it so yeah, I've yeah. just got to get this right but yeah. it's forcing me to think of other ways of I'm picturing yeah, I'm picturing you in one of those like like a swing harness, you know, <laughs> being pushed back and forth over the canvas and splattering things. <laughs> that might be that might be the next move. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got the whole Frida Kahlo look going on. Yeah, yeah. As well, but I'll, I'll do maybe just do. I, I'm in. I like working with photography. I like painting on photographic images because that's also playing with reality mm. and unreality, bringing abstraction and to real yeah, yeah, reality. textures and layers, yeah. And the textures and layers, and so I'm quite, you know, there'll be, a, I'll find other, you know, like what we said about with the earthquake, you know, circumstances. Mm. The, I'm still going to make work mm. despite this. Mm. And, mm. Um, and it's, it's as important to conceive of the work in a way as to have it materialise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you know, in a certain right. sense, like that's that's, I would say maybe half the battle. Like, yeah, the the ideas and the desire and the urge is there, and then how you you find the medium execute, and the way you find yeah there. yeah, and then the medium that you choose will influence the final reading of the work. So often you, the ideas through the process of making become something else. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not an artist that says this work is about this. Yeah. And I'm going to make this. Yeah, yeah. This. yeah. It never ends up that. No, and I think I think for anyone to see your your images w- would work that out too. You know, like that that's very clear that it's. And so you know, I don't fit in with the conceptual intellectual. Mm loaded work people talk about the I mean we had a very brief mention of it but people talk about and again this comes up in any creative industry but New Zealand's a small place and people often talk about the bitchiness of the art world and and as you you know you identified a lot of it comes from just straight competition and and frustration you know there's a limited number of places in a way there's you know there's a limited number of um, representatives and places to show and it's a complete luxury expecting people to spend their money on on art all yeah. of these things and then there's all these outside influences against all of that but how what's been your experience how how have you found the bitchiness of the art world oh. do you want to talk about that or do you want to clam up um, 
do I want to talk about that? I don't know, I think um, I remember going to one gallery and they, after I'd left art school, and they told me that they show work of artists that were born circa 1980. And I remember, th I, I, I asked you, I said, well, so. So I said, well, that's actually quite ageist, like, mm. and also quite naive to think that, mm. you know, do you think that because they're young in age that they're going to have a good run? Mm. Life yeah, happens, you know, they may not be able to maintain or, yeah, know, life happens, doesn't it? You get sick or... What, was, what was the, was there an explanation? What was the thinking behind it? Um, they Apart from said, wanting to be hip, obviously. Well, it was like, a yeah. hip thing, yeah. and it, it really was a hip thing when yeah. I left art school. There was there were curators, shows, and books made of artists who were in that age bracket. Yeah. And that was that sort of stuff's frustrating because yeah, I yeah. was older, an yeah. older woman coming yeah. to the scene, and it was very male dominated. And there was, you know, there is a lot, and it still is actually. Mm. Mm. It's yeah, and but. Back, you know, was it ten years ago? But more, um, yeah. I did feel that, and it, and you know, it did. Um, like we said, a bit of angst, or mm. you know, a bit of you can't have that. Mm. It, it, it's actually quite good. It was sort of, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're still a hip cool gallery. I don't really care about being there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You find your place. Yeah. In a way, you know, hopefully, and you ha you certainly have. I think like you've found your. Well, it's always ever. It's an ever changing. You mm. always, you know, it's an ever changing. I'm a work in progress. Mm. You know, hopefully, I'll be doing it for a long time. I'd love to be Louise Bourgeois, still making work when I'm ninety. Mm. And I hope that I make good work for a long time, and that's all I can hope for. I just leave. I don't. I don't really care anymore, you know, especially after having this accident, actually. Mm. I couldn't give a shit about, mm. you know, what they mm. all want to say. Mm. Um, and being hip and cool and on the waves, I sort of know what lasts long in life now. Mm. And it's much more than that, so. Mm. Yeah. And there's some really cool people in the art world, very generous, loving people in the art world, like you. And, you know. Well, I'm, I'm not in the art world, but thanks. Well, you, we, we kind of are. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, but that's very kind. You don't think you are? Nah, I, I, look, I'm a, um, no, I'm a, I don't know what I am. I'm, I'm, I'm actually just a guy looking for a job, you know. <laughs> oh, you didn't wake up this morning because you didn't go to bed. You were watching the whites of your eyes turn red. The calendar on your wall is ticking. The days off you've been reading. Across the clear blue sky